your Bibles open, I hope you bring your Bible to church. Um, B-Y-O-B. Bring your... <laughs> just like the Bereans did, checking out the preacher. Don't just believe everything I say. Check it out for yourself. Um, so today we're looking at the subject of raising faith. And it's particularly about the place of children and young people in the life of our church family and in the life of the church in general. I've really been looking forward to sharing about this with us. Uh, and I, I love, uh, not only am I a dad, but I just love seeing God encounter children and young people. It is amazing. And uh, we've got, actually got three weeks looking at this because I really want to make sure it's right on the agenda of our church family. So important uh, that we, you know, not only that we meet with the Lord, but that our children and our young people uh, together meet with the Lord. Uh, I'm really excited today as well. I, 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 had, um, I had amazing dreams last night. I was dreaming that, the, that there were just people everywhere who were laying hands on people and people were really encountering God. So I'm just going to let you know that, you know, get ready for, you know, after, during communion, there'll be, the, hopefully a prayer ministry team will be here and you'll be able to meet with the Lord yourself. But also we want our children and young people to meet with Jesus in a real and personal way as well. So I want to start with a question today. And you need to raise your, I want you to raise your hand if, in answer to this question, okay? How many people here came to faith in Jesus when they were under 18? 18 or under? Look around, look around. Look at that. Amazing. It doesn't make you any better Christian, but it's just interesting. Uh, the Lord will bless all the adults who came to faith as adults. Wonderful. We love it. Anytime come to faith, amazing. But it's interesting, isn't it, how many people under 18, I was nine when I gave my life to Christ. Uh, I was um, 15 when I was filled with the Spirit. I was 15 when I was called into ministry, and I was 16 when I first preached. And I've just been going on since then. <laughs> one long sermon. Um, and uh, <laughs> never stopped. I only have one sermon, as you probably noticed. And, um, <laughs> and basically, I was 16 as well uh, when I led my first other person to Jesus. So my years as under 18 had made a huge impact on me in terms of the rest of my Christian life. And I don't know where you're, I'd love, you know, it'd be great to hear some more testimonies of how people have come to faith in Jesus as children and as young people, because that's what we want to see. Uh, and I hope today that we can catch a vision from the Lord, a vision to lead our children and young people to Jesus and to inspire them to follow him. Amen. And I pray and hope that's our church vision as well, massive part of what we do, because there is so much today that would seek to distract and divert and distort uh, the, the, the faith in our children and young people, in Jesus, their faith in him. The world is actively pulling them in the other direction. There is a spiritual battle going on for the soul and the souls of children and young people today. It is real and it is something that we need to be watchful and prayerful and active about. We mustn't just be passive when it comes to discipleship and leading children to Christ and young people. We're not going to just sit back. We need to be leaning in. We need to be watchful and prayerful 
and as a church, um, really um, on it. And so today, that's why I've chosen this um, passage here, Mark chapter 10, verse 13 to 16. You know, and I, I, I'm a parent as well. I've got, I've got a 16, 14, and 11-year-old. And this is my constant prayer for my own children. In fact, most of the time when I'm daydreaming in prayer, I end up praying for my children, praying for children to know Jesus and to come to faith in him. So let's just look here. Uh, please open your Bibles or switch them on. Uh, don't be, let's be active in the word as well together. And I just want to start with this verse 13 here. Have a look. Mark chapter 10, verse 13. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands upon them. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. And the first thing I'd like to say is that about talking about hope for godly parents. Uh, and I know that in this church, parents, godparents, grandparents, whatever impact, because we all have children in our lives, even if we don't have children, Ourselves, there are children that we are in the sphere of influence of. It might even be friends' children, it might be other children, you might be a teacher today. There could be lots of reasons why you've got contact as a godparent or in many other ways with the life of children. And I really want you to be encouraged today. Um, parents, especially, we need encouragement in this impossible job that we didn't get a godly parent. A parent that seeks first the kingdom of God. A parent that takes responsibility for your children's discipleship. You are their number one disciple maker. And God wants you as a mum, dad, grandparent, godparent, whatever form that may take for you to invest and to do that with all your heart. The people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. Let's bring our children to Jesus. I love that. It is really simple. It's no more complicated. Bring your children to Jesus. If you're a teacher, bring your class to Jesus. If you teach in Ignite, bring your group to Jesus. If you're a parent, bring your own children to him. Let's all do that with the kids and the young people in our lives. Let's bring them to Jesus. And we can do that through uh, teaching them teaching them to come to Christ. I'm sure it's one of the first things that parent, godly parents who want to bring their children up in the faith teach their children that they can come to Christ. That they can pray. That they can get into the Bible themselves. I hope you've got, by, your children have Bibles in your home or to pray with them one of the things that we do as a family is like a Sunday night family time where we gather and we also explore we read the Bible we pray together we might do prayer ministry with each other say if someone's sick everyone will gather around and lay hands and pray for that person we will just share one of the things we do is we, we have we call it high low everyone shares a high and a low from the week and then that helps one another to just open up to one another and we do high-low, and then we'll look at something in the Bible or a video or a worship song or something that will just encourage faith, encourage Jesus, and for our kids to open up their hearts to him. Um, 
and, 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 to, and to explore the big questions of life, to not be afraid to encourage our kids to be asking the big questions that everybody's asking and encourage them to look into the Bible for the answers to those questions because that's where we can really uh, get some light on the subject. So I want to encourage us to do that. Godly parents, let us bring our children to Jesus. What does it say? Let's just look together. Turn with me to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and your gates. I love it how it just says that impress them on your children. Lead our children to Jesus. It's not, I don't think it's talking about forcing anything. Nobody wants to force anything, but we can still lead them disciple them, encourage them, strengthen them, explore with them, work and and invest in them in the ways of the kingdom of God. It also says, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6 in the New Testament. This is a verse that is one of my kids' favorite verses. You'll find out why in a second. Uh, Does anyone know? (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, just taking a second. Ephesians 6, and it's verse 4. Look at this. I like verse 1. <laughs> you know, let's be picky and choosy. Uh, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. That's verse 1. But they like to remind me of verse 4. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Amen. In, they've memorized it. They know this verse. <laughs> and, and I think it's really interesting. It doesn't say mothers. I mean, only fathers exasperate their children, clearly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Bible is very honest. Uh, but then it says, instead. So fathers, what's our job? We're not to exasperate our children in all seriousness. Seriously, we're not to exasperate them. Instead. Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Wow. Dads, granddads, you get that? Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. We're going to be looking next week at Samuel and Eli as a really interesting example in the Old Testament of perhaps how to do and perhaps how not to do parenting. We all need help with this, don't we? We need encouragement and support. But really, we are to bring dads, mums, all of us, let's bring up our children in the training and in the instruction of the Lord. And let me just take you to one other scripture. This is an encouraging one. This is a promise of God. Isaiah chapter uh, 54. Let me hear the turning of pages of the word of God. uh, Sorry, 
um, Isaiah 54, verse 13. Here's a verse that someone in the congregation shared with me this week. And I thought it was so encouraging for us as parents and also as we think about our young people as well. Uh, It says there, All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. Praise God. Isn't that wonderful? Don't we need peace for our children in a world that is overcome with so much um, anxiety and difficulty and stress? Your children will be taught by the Lord and great will be their peace. That's a word to pray into. Lord, would you teach, through me, Lord, use me to teach the children about you so that great will be their peace. That's how we can help our kids is teach them about Jesus, bring them to Jesus. In Mark chapter 10 goes on. People were bringing their little children to Jesus for him to place their hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. The first thing about hope for godly parents, the second is about mistake of the disciples. They thought they were kind of protecting Jesus here, kind of, I don't know what they thought they were protecting him from with, uh, you know, parents and kids, but anyway, they probably thought Jesus should move on to something more important in their minds. I guess they looked at children, which were in that culture, not that important, you know, seen and not heard and insignificant and irrelevant. That's how they would have thought about it. So they'd have thought, well, Jesus needs to move on to something more significant. He's, let's, let's get these parents out of the way. I mean, what are these little kids doing? Because actually the, Luke is really clear in his version of this. that it, We're talking here little children. So these are children who are like toddlers. That's the age group. So these toddlers and parents are coming up to Jesus and the disciples are like, we've got no time for this. What a mistake. So sad. These children were not a nuisance, although the disciples thought they were. They were not irrelevant. They were not an interruption. And I, and I hope that this passage of scripture can help us to see how much children matter to God. Children matter. The smallest children, the baby in arms, they matter to God. Even though they can't contribute anything, you know, of earning anything or doing anything. We know this as parents. We don't have to, the children don't have to contribute to be loved. They're just loved. And that's how it is with God. You know, we never, ever, ever want to be that church that sees children as a nuisance or irrelevant or an interruption. Amen? May we be those that are full of welcome, support, warmth, love, care to our children. And did you know know that 38% of churches, Church of England churches today, have no children in them? That's so sad, isn't it? 68% of Church of England churches have five or less. I wonder whether children feel welcome in our churches. Do they feel that that they matter to God? It's really sobering. And I would love us to, for that to touch our hearts, to say that's not right. We want children, young people, to know how much God loves them. It is so important. So let's look to the third point here. Because um, Jesus goes on. And then it says, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He was mad. 
Jesus was irritated by this behavior. It was not on. It was not on and it's never on for us to sideline to, uh, to sideline children. They are amazing and we want to welcome them. And here's the thing. Number three, point three. Jesus really loves children. He really does. He really does. Look, he goes on and says, he says, Jesus was indignant and he said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. Wow. That is the essence of children and youth ministry. Let them come to Jesus. Let's get out of the way. <laughs> Let's not hinder them. Let's encourage them. Let's really go for it. And I want to say a piece of good news here. Let me just share some good news. I shared a little bit of sobering news a minute ago. The good news is that here at St. Mary's, we've got, I think it's 95 children in our children's and youth ministry. Praise God. Did you know that that represents 38% of the entire church at St. Mary's? It's under 18. Amen? Thank you, Lord. I love that. And, I, and may it increase. <laughs> uh, may God do that work among us all. And I've always noticed that God has a particular grace on us as, as, as a church. And I've always been amazed and thankful for it as to why so many children and young people come here. And I love it. And I think it's wonderful. And I want every one of them to feel welcome, significant, loved, and cared for. Here's another thing, though. It's, that's good news. But did you know, and I, I've tried to do this as best as I can. It might not be perfect. But as far as I can see, in Epping Forest, there are 28,000 under-19s. So even though we've got a great group here at St. Mary's, we're not done. <laughs> there are thousands and thousands of children and young people in our district who don't yet know they are loved unconditionally by their Father in heaven, by God who loves them. And, and today, let's catch a vision, not only to disciple our own children, the children in our church, but also children in our community how many of them are in so much need there's neglect and abuse in different places in our community and we long for God to set those children free and to bring them into a home of love and joy and peace um, there's such need in our world today among children and young people and Jesus really loves children so how can we do that as well well firstly we can bless them Sometimes it's easy to be kind of critical around children and young people. Let's choose to bless them and encourage them. Let's pray. Can we pray for children and young people? We had a great prayer meeting on Tuesday night. It was so good. It was so full of life. And one of the main things we prayed for was children and young people. Because people have a heart in this church to pray that God will really bless our children and youth. So let's get, get that vision to pray because it is a spiritual battle. And we need to, the answer to it is prayer. Um, let's also support parents, grand, the primary, the secondary schools around us, for parents, for anyone, for the Ignite team themselves. 
Let's really be praying for those who make a difference in the lives of children and young people. Let's care for them too. I don't know if you've seen that. We did a course here uh, not too long ago um, called Sticky Faith. And in that course, we talked about how children do need adults all around them in different contexts to build them up and help them grow up and help them mature and help them develop and and, and become all that God wants them to be. And the stat which those who've done this research seem to be saying is, in a church like ours, for one child or young person to flourish, they need to be in contact in a healthy and appropriate way with six other adults, other than their parents, in a way that those people can mentor, encourage. You know, it might just be that on a Sunday you, you, you say hi to a young person and, and just say, how are you? What's happening for you? You know, I haven't met you before. You know, let's not kind of keep a sort of miles of distance between us because you know, we need to get to know these children and young people in an appropriate way and in a good way. One of the best ways you can do it is to sign up for the Ignite team. Then you'll really get to know them. But parents have the primary job, but we all do it together. We need one another to care. It's about caring. Do the young people and the children in this church know that people care about them? It's so important. That's one of the reasons I used to like to go to Soul Survivor with them, just to hang out for the week with them, so that they knew the vicar cared about them. I don't always get to go into all the groups because of other things, but I want these young people to know I care. And you, we can all do that in different ways. Um, also, also, we can care through safeguarding them as well. As mentioned, you know, things like abuse and neglect. And some children come from really tough situations. And we, we are, take safeguarding in this church really seriously because we love children. And we're all involved in that together. And we, we, we really do take it very seriously and encourage you to do as well. Let's teach children the, the faith. Let's love them with unconditional love. That's the main thing. They want, all want to know, do, do people love me? Am I loved? And we want them to know, yes, unequivocally. And so today, uh, Jesus really loves children. One of the best ways that we can do that, and I'm just going to unashamedly do this, is to join the Ignite team. Join up. There's something like 38 people in the church who are already on the Ignite team. And we'll be talking about kind of once a month to help in the, in the groups for across the ages from 0 to 18. Um, you, I'm going to talk about this again over the next few weeks. You don't have to be an expert. None of us are, literally. <laughs> None of us are experts. Uh, you've got all you need if you care and if you're genuine and you're authentic. That's all it is you need. And with a heart of love to bless, to care, to safeguard, to teach our children. Uh, so I really want to encourage you. And if at the back, if God speaks to you over today or the next few weeks, you can pick up one of these. This is a, an application um, pack about how you can join the Ignite team and get involved on a regular basis. And I think, you know, so many of the Ignite team who just, we met just recently as uh, kind of the leadership team of Ignite, as advocates. And there's always such a buzz and an energy and a real joy around that. It's not, it's not draining. It's actually life-giving <laughs> to serve and to bless and encourage children. So, and, and Michelle's here as well. Do you want to stand up, Michelle? Michelle works in Ignite. She's our Ignite admin. Let's give her a big round of applause. <laughs> well done, Michelle. 
Michelle puts all this together. And if you've got questions after today, do talk to Michelle about that. So let us take spiritual responsibility, church, for our children and young people. Nobody else is going to do it. If not now, when? If not who, uh, you, then who? <laughs> it's got to, it's falls to us. My last point, just to finish in a few minutes, is that the kingdom of heaven, of God, belongs to children. Look at this. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. I love it. What does this tell us about how Jesus feels about children, church? Are they on the sidelines? <laughs> Are they irrelevant to God? No. Jesus said, actually, the kingdom belongs to them. <laughs> they can't earn it. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? What can children do to earn the love of God? Just as much as any of us can. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's, not by, it's not by earning it. It is just through grace. This speaks about grace. It speaks about anything. Amen? What, that might help us sometimes to believe God can do anything. And also children speak to us because they're completely dependent, aren't they? Isn't that a lesson for us? This is how the kingdom comes. We are dependent on God by faith through his grace, his unmerited favor. We can't do anything to earn our way to God. It's just through his love, unconditional love that we are accepted in Christ. Isn't it wonderful? This is the kingdom of God. We celebrate that kingdom. That The kingdom actually belongs to toddlers, <laughs> to children, you can't speak yet? Don't you want to be part of that kingdom? I love that kingdom. That's the kingdom of God. Jesus said, it must have so offended so many people who thought in their self-righteousness that they were pretty good, good enough for God. And actually, it's completely the opposite. Jesus is turning it right the way up the way around it should be on its head. And is saying, look, guys, don't, turn, don't put these kids away. The kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. You saw those kids come out here this morning? The kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Let's get involved in their lives. Let's love them, care for them, disciple them, teach them, train them, uh, help them to come to Christ themselves. They are the church of today. They are the church now. And we want them to know Jesus. I, th I think this is so challenging. Uh, there's so many things I'm not going to have time to share just here around this. But, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I would say that uh, children who are not of the age of understanding go to heaven if they die. Because Jesus said the kingdom belongs to such as these. This is grace. It's wonderful. It's real. Yes, children have sinned just like we all have. Psalm 51 says, I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Yes, but actually, God in his grace saves these children. And when they come to the age of understanding, I believe they need then to put their faith in Christ for their salvation, as we all do.
because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But there is something in God's heart. There's something in his heart that is special towards children. And I think if we catch the heart of God, we will catch that as well. I, I said at the beginning, I want us to catch a vision for being a church which so loves children and young people. And so as we respond today, this amazing picture of Jesus' blessing, he took them in his arms and he blessed them. And some of us today, you may also be struggling with your kids. I mean, what parent doesn't struggle? I do. There's so many things I don't know how to do as a parent. Um, but the one thing we can remember to do is bless them, is, is hug them, <laughs> take them in our arms and bless them. And I would encourage you to do that today, even if your kids are a bit older. Um, bless them, teach them, train them, love them. Be encouraged, parents, be encouraged, team members of Ignite. God is with us in all of this. And so as we respond, it may be that God's renewing your heart for children and young people. It may be that you need to join the Ignite team once a month and pick that form up at the end of the service, chat to Michelle. It may be that today God's challenged you that you need to receive and grace. Perhaps we're overcomplicating it. Perhaps we just need to receive Christ today afresh as as. Heather's beautiful prophetic word reminded us. We need God. Where can I go and meet with God? We need God. Some of us, there might, there, I, there's someone today, you need to reconnect with God today. Or maybe it's even for the first time and become a Christian today and receive the kingdom of God into your life as a little child. It doesn't mean we don't have questions. It just means that we by faith receive Christ And then we can keep asking those questions. But I'm excited about this. I believe this is the heart of God. It's the will of God. And so it matters to him and to us. Can I invite you to stand? Thank you, Jesus. And so just, we might need to ask the Lord's forgiveness where we've dismissed or where we've not seen his heart for the young people or the children in our midst and pray, God, change my heart. Jesus, soften my heart. We may struggle, maybe as a parent today, you might be struggling. That's okay. You're in good company all parent, we all have struggles. But you might need to just bring that struggle to the Lord today. And I just want you to be encouraged in your journey of parenting today. Just bring your children to Jesus now. It's just, the Lord's just reminded me actually of one time I remember being stressed about my own kids. I was at New Wine and I went forward for ministry and I was just really praying, Lord, that Jesus would touch their lives in a deep way. And I remember the Lord just saying to me, don't you know that I've got them? 
And maybe today that's the word for you. Jesus, Jesus has got your kids. You just keep bringing them to him. And he knows how to touch their lives. Thank you, Father. Maybe that one or two of us might need, or some of us may need to just, in your heart right now, commit to being part of the children and youth ministry here at the church. To play your part. You may feel it's small, but just bring it to Jesus. God can do more with it than you know. Bring your lunch to him just like the, the boy did and Jesus can multiply it just make that decision right now I'm going to get involved and lastly maybe someone needs to open your life to Christ and receive the kingdom of God now so just do that in your heart say Jesus I repent of my sin And I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I open my life to you. Come in. I believe and trust in you. And now I'm going to live for you no matter what for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the responses in your people today. Give us the help of the Holy Spirit. Give us the love in our hearts. Give us the vision, Lord, of your kingdom. And make us obedient to you of thousands of children and young people in our local community. Can a nation be changed? Can young people be turned to the Lord? Yes. Yes, there is always hope. And so we pray and trust and believe in you now, Jesus, for your glory. Amen. Amen. Holy moment.